Thank you for joining us for Effective Heart Change, the podcast that will discuss how to apply faith principles to real-life situations. This is Effective Heart Change. Well, it is good to be here with Effective Heart Change. Welcome, Dale. Another day, another thought. Well, never mind. That that isn't applicable here. It is good to be here. And we've had some some real good times looking through this material. And this is going to kind of be a recap, capsulization. Actually, where we go here is... Now that I have the information, what do I do about it? Oh, application then. Yeah, it, okay. it could be called application because you can learn all about the stages. And I believe there are spiritual foundations. And we start with SAFE and we walk through all the different foundations. You can learn about that. You can figure out that, wow, I struggle here, here, or here, but then have no real idea how do I apply this in a way that I can actually grow or maybe in a way that I can help other people grow. I've mentioned that I have a Sunday school class that I teach, and uh, the material is, is, has been, it is proving to be very useful. And I've brought up several different perspectives, and uh, the, everyone in the class, including me, uh, are discovering that uh, we didn't think that way at all. We thought about as you said in the in the beginning, that we know more or less that we're physical entities, but we really don't think about the spiritual very much, or in particular about developing the spiritual. These spiritual foundations, starting with SAFE, and I, I want to group them by threes for just a little bit. You start off with SAFE, you go to belonging, and then you go to covered. If you take those three, those three are very much the child stage. They're very much about receiving. So if you look back at those and you find out, I'm really struggling in one of those, you're going to need to create relationships. You're going to need to be in a receiving mode. Whereas if you go to the next set, the next set is more, I would call it, about self. So in that series, I'm in the creativity. I'm in an exploration phase. I'm getting out there with some boldness. I'm trying to figure out where I fit, how I, be, how I learn to be me. And it, it starts out in a kind of a selfish zone. It starts out with an I've got this, which is me do it. And it starts off in some more selfish ways, but this is the self stage where I'm exploring self. And then from creativity, I go into focus. That's where it all starts to work, where I'm, I'm learning to apply some self-discipline and and have some target and delay gratification and go through that. Think about this. These are very much working on self. And then I get into, it doesn't sound quite so much like self, but genuine caring. Genuine caring happens when I start seeing my selfishness and I begin to transition to caring about things around me and beyond me. So you've got that stage and you need a different solution for that stage. And the solution largely We'll talk more about it, but it's largely in the area you need almost like parenting. You need an adult to come alongside. You, you need a partnership, real partnership in that stage. And then you get to the last three, which are much more development of vision and direction and mission. If I'm missing something at one of these stages, what do I do in order to grow that stage up 
so that I can be the person God wants me to be. So safe, belonging, and covered is looking in. Look, look at me. <laughs> uh, kids say that all the time in, in the infant state once they talk. Second would be looking out. Uh, you begin to look outside of yourself, and, and uh, that changes the perspective that you're going to have. And then the, the last three, uh, it's taking ownership of things in a way, and, and we'll talk more specifically about what that entails. But, but it's a matter of vision, you know, where you're looking. You're looking in in the, in the beginning because, and, and you mentioned that you have to go through that stage. Uh, you can't just, it can't just be a mental thing. It has to be an experiential thing that, that you, you have uh, connection with, with people. And, and so I can't get to be an old adult and be lacking that stage and just the, Oh, I can I can figure it out. No, you gotta you have to literally experience it. It seems. And step by step, think about that. It is foundational. If if you're missing a foundation, we we looked at a house and there were issues with the foundation. Well, you go upstairs and the floor is sagging, or you know, will be. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's not already, it yeah. will be, yeah. and you uh, move furniture or whatever in there, and it really will be sagging. It can't carry the weight of the load. And this is what happens. People are missing different things, and then they're not looking at what they're missing. They're over here, and maybe they're in a marriage, and they're, they can't figure out why they can't do or can't interact in healthy ways, and they're looking at one specific piece of their life going, I don't get why I can't do this. I don't get why this doesn't work. And you may have to go all the way back to safe, or you might have to go all the way back to belonging. Maybe I, I don't feel accepted. I, I feel rejection is a big part, or abandonment's a big part. If you're struggling with abandonment and rejection, what are the odds that you're going to be able to do healthy married life? As an adult, you might be able to make some minor progress in, in, in fixing whatever is, is ailing. But in the end, it, it won't last. It's not. It's not built on that good foundation. Not built on that good foundation, as you said. And 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 so, uh, as hard as that is, it is. Uh, you have to make the conscious effort to go back and build the stages step by step. Lay that foundation. So then you have something that you can take forward and then develop to a higher level. So you got issues in a marriage. Invariably, what do we do? We try to address those issues. Well, if you will just talk this way to your spouse, if you will ask these questions, why, make sure that you bring flowers. I mean, we have all kinds of practical solutions that we bring in that never address the problem. And so often when we see problems in people's lives, we're about managing those problems, trying to bring techniques. When I will tell you what I see, You've got to get to the core, the heart area. When you get to that core area and you're beginning to identify, okay, your number one issue is rejection. Wow, how do we minister to rejection? How do we get that taken care of? Because I can give you every technique in the book in your married life. It won't work. Why? Because people don't speak words. They speak messages. People don't hear words. 
they hear messages. And the person who has that little barb, that little thorn of rejection deep down inside of them, you can teach them the exact words to say, and you can walk them through, and they can do dress rehearsal, and it's all coming along. And all of a sudden, it just kind of lands like a thud. They see that it lands like a thud, and they're like, well, this didn't work. Well, it didn't work because managing doesn't work. We're real people that interact in real ways, and you better get the spiritual foundations right. We want Band-Aids. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be healed. And, and uh, if you're going to have healing, you have to do the full treatment. You have to, you have to dive in and, and uh, repair uh, the spots that are are broken and replace uh, the the empty spaces of uh, lack of relationship and understanding that that we have, and we all have them. Really, I, I love this segment because it really gets into the bigger picture of heart change, effective heart change. I mean, this is what we do. This is what it's all about. That's why we talk about this, because when you deal with the heart issues, you change lives. We'll take a break, talk about the stages and the things that we've explored so far, and then we'll continue. Today, we're talking about if the foundations aren't where they need to be, what do I do about it? And let's focus in on that first layer. If you look at safe, then you look at belonging, and you look at covered. Each of them, in a sense, have their own solution. So let's go back to safe. If you're struggling in that area, it's a rest and peace sort of thing. So to fix this area, and I don't know that I even like the word fix, but okay. I, How about repair? Repair, whatever, whatever the word is, to rebuild, yeah. to, to establish that area. This is the receiving layers. So at that point, I've got to expose myself to God in a meditative way to people who actually have safe to give. You might not want to be around me. I may not be the best person to fix the rest area because I'm a little bit compulsive. I'm a little bit workaholic. Now, I've worked with myself. I've done some adulting, if you will. I'm better than I used to be in some of those areas. So I've got a little bit to give in those areas. But who can you connect with if you're struggling in the rest area and you've identified that that rest safe area is significant? You need people in your life that you can spend time with who are going to reset you spiritually. And once you get that reset, you're actually spending, hopefully, significant periods of your day in more of a peace rest zone. Because whatever's flowing through you sticks to you. So if I'm spending 98% of my day in an insecure, frustrated place, I'm not being transformed into rest. So I need to be around people. I need to connect with people. I need to connect with God in a way that my 98% is shifting towards rest, not towards insecurity. So in the beginning segment, we talked about it, this, this 
these three, safe, belonging, covered, uh, as being foundational. So let's go construction. If, if I'm going to build a house, foundations, Quite what important. we build it on. Quite important. So I, I want an expert or someone that has a lot more knowledge than I have about pouring concrete or excavating before you pour concrete. And then we bring them in and they do their work. And, and that foundation is laid. And then we can progress from there. But, but the, the idea of, of it being foundational and picturing it for me that way helps laying out the proper beginnings. And, and that's the, the process that you're, you're undertaking in SAFE in that stage. And I want to get to where peace and rest is instinctive in my life. So when anxiety comes, when turmoil comes, when trouble comes, I've got a safe place to run to. You know, Psalm 91 talks about, you know, Jesus is the shelter. Actually, it doesn't talk Jesus, it talks God. But where God is the shelter, and I can run into that shelter, and I can go to a safe place. Well, if I have that safe foundation, I should always have a safe place to run back to that is a foundation. That's huge. Back to my marriage thing, where at the end of your life, you're and not even the end of your life, you're just married or whatever. If I'm going to be able to work through the problems, the issues in marriage, I've got to have a foundation of safe. So I've got to have something to pull on. The second one that we talk about is belonging. And let's go abandonment and rejection. In order to get this one dealt with, I need people in my life who are able to handle me, like the raw me, the real me, the way I am. Many people grow up in families where it's the, the real me is not acceptable. It's not about bringing out the real me and then working with it until it becomes an adult. It's that's not acceptable. You will not do that in our family. And there's a hardcore pounding that demands behavior instead of a coming alongside and connecting, which is growing behavior. And yeah, I'm, I'm merging with the next layer. But there's that, that sort of a pounding that comes along. Well, that person is going to feel abandoned. That person is going to feel rejected. So for this layer, we're not talking behavior yet. In fact, we're talking anti-behavior, if you will. You Perception need, more, isn't it? Well, no, you need people around you who can handle you at your worst. Now, they're not necessarily accepting you the way you are with no idea that you'll ever get better, but they're able to accept it until you receive this belonging layer, until you receive this love and acceptance layer, you won't be able to respond at a better level. What is happening, what's occurring here seems to be uh, putting your, the, the person that you are uh, interacting with to help build that safe place uh, needs to take a, a neutral or even a step back position and not be judgmental in, in their approach to you. They need, need to be accepting. You're okay, uh, and I've read in some of your material that one of the first stages is that that you you have to lay out some ground rules uh, on how the the this 
relationship's going to work. Well, even in parenting, uh, there are ground rules that are laid out. But the perception for the, the individual has to be that I care. That's why we're having this conversation, and that's why we have these ground rules. And, and uh, without that, uh, you're, no, you're, you're going nowhere because the, the, other, the person that is involved here is never going to feel safe. You're in exactly the right place when you talked about judgment and a judgment-free zone, if you will. Think about our culture. Our culture as a whole is just anti-anti-judgment. Well, if you think about the covered stage, which is stage number three, that's kind of all about judgment. It's when parenting really starts to get imposed, but you can't do stage three until you've got stage one in place and stage two in place. So if I don't feel safe, if I don't feel like I belong, if I feel like I'm abandoned, if I feel like I'm rejected, am I going to be able to receive constructive criticism? Now, if you look at our culture, what's happened? The family unit has fallen apart. All of the safe has fallen apart. All of the belonging has fallen apart. And you've got a completely broken structure within our nation. And so how do we respond? Oh, thou shalt not judge. Now, your perception is totally on, on board. In stage one, judgment has to be set aside. In stage two, judgment has to be set aside. I've got to be able to come. I've got to be able to bring my worst. And when I'm bringing my worst during that period of time to develop this stage, judgment has to be set aside. It's not that it will never come. It's not that it will never happen. It does have to happen in, sta in stage three, in layer number three, because if it doesn't happen, the child doesn't grow up. But this foundational layer is like, no, set it aside. Belonging has to happen first. Love and acceptance has to happen first. It's a big picture thing then. We've, we've established a foundation and we're going to build. And, and I jumped ahead of the, the layout that we're going to, to establish. And, and there has to be a plan, uh, a surface plan that goes deeper once we make it personal. And it's not even just personal. As I described, we're talking about national trends here. Yeah. Well, enough personal trends develops. I mean, the, the, the way we deal with things, uh, we have a perception of, of the, uh, this is the way it's done. And, and we tend to skip places. That, that we, we miss things because we rush ahead. I get too busy and I start trying to build the house and the foundation hasn't been laid in a way that's positive. And that's what we're talking about in this particular piece, which is if I try to run ahead, it doesn't work. So I've got to go back and realize, oh, stage one, stage two, layer one, layer two, whichever way you want to talk about it. If I don't have that, I can't progress. And what do I need to do to build that layer? Let's take a break, and then we'll continue after this. We're talking today about the spiritual foundations, and if I'm struggling, 
I can go back and I can identify a particular foundation that this is the one that I really need to work on first. When I get that in place, just like children grow through layers and stages, I may need to do others later, but this is the one I need to work on first. And if one of the earlier stages, if one of the earlier foundations is missing, that's where you really need to start. There is a sequential nature to these things. And the next one then that we haven't talked about is layer number three, which is covered, which is fathering, which is parenting. And what do we have today? We have a lot of independent spirit. They try to skip over stage three to stage four, where I'm beginning to be creative and I'm beginning to explore. Well, if I'm being creative and I'm trying to explore and I'm doing it outside of healthy boundaries, I'm going to get unhealthy results. I'm going to get clobbered in life. So it's interesting that stage three needs to come first, where I'm undercovering and I learn to respond to people and I learn to respond to authority. And again, this one is so important because this covering is going to be needed in all three of the next stages when I'm really starting to work on self at a higher level. If when I'm working on self at a higher level, I don't have this idea of covering in place, I'm going to get out there in ways that are just incredibly self-destructive. So the first three are more inside work, uh, but you can't do it by yourself. You absolutely can't do it by yourself. It's more of a receiving. It's the people around you. You don't do self by yourself, is yeah. what you said. Yeah. And, and that's, that's powerful. Which is why that third stage is so important, because if you go back there, that's where I learn covering. That's where I learn partnership. So even though I'm out here learning self, I've still got to do it under guidance, and it can't be just out there with, with no guidance. You have help. And, and one of the things that, and, and we talked about safe being absolutely necessary before any progress really can be made. And, and we tend, uh, we, we've been talking about how people help us. Um, but if I look at the, the list, if I don't feel safe uh, with God, I'm missing a major part. If I don't feel like I belong to God, I'm missing a major part. And covering really speaks to me because that's what God provides in our lives is this covering and, and assurance that no matter what you do, no matter who you are, I'm here, and I'm here for you. And that's what, what we're saying as, a, as an individual. If I'm interacting with someone, helping them grow, I have to say in my spirit and in my words, I'm here for you, no matter what. And, and there will be things that do matter, but at this point, it's important they feel that they, at this point, it's important that that individual feels like, I can count on you. Let's go ahead and jump back to national trends for just a moment. It's kind of fun that this is developing in this program. What happens if I'm back in the covered layer? And if you have a parent who's trying to do covering, who they, during their growing up years, didn't have safe. They, during their growing up years, didn't do belonging. They're going to tend to be a key word that's all over, well, it's not all over our nation, but it should be, they're going to tend to be authoritarian. 
So what happens when they're trying to raise their kids, they're going to tend to dominate them in that creativity zone, which again takes away a sense of purpose and meaning. They're going to be belittling and harsh in the focus zone and demanding things that the child can't produce. And that just creates such an insecurity and struggle. And it, it sends me all the way back to layer number one again. And And again, authoritarianism is going to try to produce a caring individual by the demands of the law. That's what the scripture would call it, but by making external demands. So now what do we have in national trends? We have political sides, and frankly, it's both sides, that are moving in very authoritarian directions. So we're trying to enforce through authoritarian means either a, a, an Antifa type of point of view where we're going to force you to conform to ours or, or to more of a hard right sort of a thing where we're going to force you. You take those individual trends that weren't done in a healthy level and you extrapolate it out to a national level and you can literally see what's happening in our nation today because the spiritual foundations aren't in place. That is, that's a powerful picture, uh, the, the way we perpetuate methods and ideas, and, and they're good things to perpetuate, and they're negative things to perpetuate, and, and they're accumulative, uh, and, and they're, they're profound because they have such a huge effect. It, it starts one-on-one and progresses to national and International. International, yeah. I mean, wars, uh, the, the whole process. So though we're more body-centered, the spiritual part is so profoundly important and, and to, to take time to understand and to build the different layers uh, is just absolutely necessary if we want to live a life of abundance. An individual trying to develop self needs an adult who is not authoritarian, who is not insecure in their own selves. So they need that person who is able to come alongside, partner with them, give them freedom to explore within boundaries, give them uh, this need to focus and discipline them and work with them little by little and give them rewards and pull those rewards away and do, do things back and forth in an ongoing effort, they need an adult to do that with them. But unfortunately, we've got more and more broken adults, more and more unhealthy adults, and so then the adults need their kids to respond well, and so they become more controlling, they become more domineering, thus you get what I talked about, the authoritarianism. But for self to develop, I've got to have the freedom to know that God created me uniquely and step into those places. Again, some powerful stuff. I'm having fun with this. I hope, hope all of you are. I want to go back and talk about where we've been, and then we'll continue. talking today about practical application. How do I rebuild the spiritual foundations? If there's an area that's missing, what do I do? And 
Obviously, in the first area, we've talked about you need receiving. In the second area, you need parenting. You need someone to come alongside. You need someone to direct. It's, it's a development of self, but you can't develop self by yourself. You need someone coming alongside and, and giving some direction, and, and not just direction. What I talk about in the program all the time, if you're hitting a boundary, if you're hitting a limitation, you need to draw strength from the outside to overcome that. And fathers and mothers, when the kid is hitting a, a, a wall and can't get over something, many times just a word of encouragement from that parent is like, you can do this. Step on through. You don't need parents doing it for the kids. You don't need helicopter parents who do it for the kids who, who guarantee success. You need someone who comes alongside, connects, and encourages them in that self-area and say, you can do this. Now, I want to make a point that this material is, is a progressive from childhood, from birth to adulthood. <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> and, but, but, but what we're talking about today uh, in good part is about an adult that missed the parts, uh, particularly the safe, the belonging, and covered, and, and are now adults and parents. And, and transmitting <laughs> uh, spiritual growth through their children or, or lack, lack of their... So uh, a lot of what we're saying sounds, well, well, how does a child do that? Well, that's part of the progression. But the, the problem, there are not a lot of children listening to the program and tuning in. So it's, it's really moving towards the adult and the adult, adult's realization, oh, okay, I've, I've built that foundation and I'm, I'm in the process of, and I have reason to think that I can give that to my child or, man, I don't have it. And so I need to find someone that can operate in my stead to help me so I can eventually learn to help the, the, my child. But in, in my case, I may need someone else to take that place. And it is neat. I talk about spiritual presence, and spiritual presence is really immediate. So if I'm walking in this incredible fear place, many times there's someone I can get around who will transmit peace to me, and I can go from a place of inability to walking in peace just almost instantly. Now, I can fall right back out of it almost instantly, and that's the nature of spiritual presence. But what's cool in terms of what you're talking about, if I'm teaming up with the right people and I'm getting people gathered around and I can make that phone call, I can do that visit, something in my kid's world can throw me into a torment. I can make some phone calls. I can do some connecting. I can draw strength and I can move back into effective parenting, even though it might take me a period of years before I'm consistent in that thing by myself. Interesting aside, maybe uh, in the process, if I'm learning and I'm getting that help and able to transmit a little bit of that, uh, there may be a bond established in doing it together. Absolutely. <laughs> that, uh, I, I've seen things like that. I hadn't thought of them in those terms, but I've seen uh, relationships between parents uh, take that avenue and 
and haven't wondered. I watched a thing the other day about one of the music shows, and the daughter was the person that was auditioning, and and her dad was there, and he was an absent father. A terrible relationship. She wrote this song for him, and it was about how she was never enough, and but that she found forgiveness for him, and it was just a powerful moment. And they have a closer relationship now. In a sense, they learned. He learned from her. Uh, where she got at, I have no idea. But he learned from her, and the bond was was amazing. Spirituality is about connectedness. It's about, hopefully, positive transfer, but it can be negative transfer. I can be authoritarian. I can be critical. I can be demanding. I can be all of those things and basically give negative transfer most of the time. Now, there are positive sides to that. Remember the covering layer. Expectations are important. Inspection is important. Follow-through is important. So when I'm putting expectations on people that are God type of expectations, I actually am visioning them to step up to the plate, to, to go into that zone where I'm now capable of doing what I couldn't do before. Many times God does that with, with us. I, I know in my world, my life has been one series after another of God asking me to do things that I absolutely can't do. And, and, and didn't want to. And didn't want to. <laughs> And it's kind of like, are you kidding me, God? But after I do them, then I find out that, oh, wow, this was pretty cool. I, this actually fits who I was. Psalm 37.4 says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, there's two different ways that you read that. One way is, oh, oh, if, I just, if I'm just excited about God and worship God and, and I have joy in God, he'll give me everything I want. Uh, doesn't really work that way. That's parents spoiling a child. I just don't see God into that. But there's another way that you can read that that is incredibly powerful. As I begin to delight in God and I enter into that relationship with God, you talked about the girl and her father. I enter into that relationship all of a sudden, I begin to care about what he cares about, and I know that he cares about what I care about, and I know that as a good parent, he wants to set me free to be who I'm supposed to be, so I need to allow him to do some guiding, to do some directing, to make this thing work. Now, this is so powerful because when you get to the last stages, which are largely missional, they're me finding my place, it's not about me finding me. It's about me coming to God and interacting together with God to get his vision, which lines up with my vision because his vision is authoritarian. His vision is he knows who he created us to be, so he actually cares about us and cares about our wants and our desires. And so now I'm beginning to create vision in these steps. I'm creating a sense of direction, but I'm not doing it alone. I'm interacting with God. I'm interacting with others. I'm still bringing all of these pieces together as I'm becoming an adult and giving life to others. So it's a partnership, it's a revelation, and it's a relationship. Uh, and and that, that threesome is, is necessary. Uh, it's by creation. It's, it's by God. And, and that, that direction and that partnership 
allows you to give what he's giving you to other people. And, and uh, that can only make a better world. If I was, again, at the national level, we started with a declaration of independence. And I go back to the 1960s and, you know, the, the me generation and, you know, get out of my bedroom and, and et cetera. And all of a sudden you have this rejection of the previous generation and technology is changing. Our world is changing so fast. We know more than you. And I, believe me, I feel that, you know, my three-year-old grandson is, is better at electronics than I am, you know. I mean, you, you have those, and all of a sudden with technology and life changing so fast, it's as if the older generations are irrelevant and we don't need anyone or anything else. If there's one mega trend that's happening in our nation, I would point to that one because as you talked about with revelation and, and, and with coming together in partnership and all of these pieces coming together, we desperately need each other, and yet our world is becoming more and more divided, and any little difference is, is seen as an excuse to destroy that person because it's a threat to us. No, it isn't. The people who are different than you have something that you probably need because one of the most powerful words in those last three areas is the word fit. You're not created to run this world and to be the savior of this world, you're created to fit in a particular place. And when you understand that, those last three layers start to come together. So a rather uh, a declaration of independence, maybe what we need to write is a declaration of dependence, uh, because we are dependent on each other and we're dependent on God. And when we lack that, when we, when we take a superior attitude and, and place, uh, self-promoted, of course, uh, we miss the mark. I actually like to, a little bit different word, same concept, I like the word interdependence. I'm absolutely dependent on you. You're absolutely dependent on me. When I'm giving out, you're being impacted by what I'm giving out. I'm being impacted by what you're giving out. Back to the couple that I talked about and the idea of message. There's messages going back and forth. Most of the time, we're not even aware of them. We're just not aware of these spiritual realm pieces, the foundations, and we're worse off because we're not aware. Well, hopefully, it's opened some eyes. It's given you some starting places. The idea of this particular session was about application. It's about growing and growing in ways that... Uh, we all can get better. A lot of fun. Dale, thanks. It's always fun to My pleasure. bounce off from you and keep on growing. And we want them to grow along with us. Amen. We will see you next time on Effective Heart Change. Video production, editing, and audio by Matthew. Set design and setup by Ashley. Content recorded live at Studio 104.